0: welcome back to in the trenches podcast a podcast by youth pastors for youth pastors in today's episode elliot gary and charlie are sitting down with the one and only joseph
1: That is right, guys. We are back with another episode of In the Trenches. We hope you guys are doing good out there. We're excited to be here. It's always good to be with Elliot and Gary. How are you guys doing? Good, good. Just <clears throat> thawing out from our trip. Yeah. just got back from.
0: Nice, nice. From Branson.
1: Branson. We'll get into that in a little bit, but before we do, I just want to, to kick it over to Joey. Joey, how are you doing, man?
0: I'm good. I thought you were going to give me, like, <clears throat> I usually I do do a middle name. Yeah. I feel like I should give you a break. That's one of my favorite things to do, introducing Joey at something, is giving him, like, a, a middle name. He just makes one up on the spot. And it's always a girl's middle name. <laughs> yeah. It's like Elizabeth or mm-hmm. Martha yep. or... I, can I don't Elizabeth. know what your middle name is. Sir, yeah, you do. Joseph Michael. mm it's, it's like a basic white guy thing, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it definitely is. Bob? No, no, no. no. Not that basic. Uh christian no Cro- really close christopher yeah yep got it right that's on. not
1: very basic that's like a, a high class what do white you think? he's like that's
0: that's <laughs> the, the rich one i thought you meant something like
2: dale or <laughs> dude you should like do a over under how or quick elliot is gonna do like a country asc- accent in the uh <laughs> in the, <laughs> we should that would be
0: yeah. uh we... two minutes in or less i thought of a skit speaking of that like uh that maybe we'll never get recorded but like sports betting for church you know <laughs> like over under i have a lot of ideas did but you, that type of stuff
1: this yep. is really random but did you see on um, bleacher report the church that played the fly eagle fly song in church no yeah it was like they had their own choir out there and they were singing the fly eagle fly song on sunday morning wow
0: i, I don't, don't even know off. what that is was the church in it's like they like
1: theme song I think so. Yeah.
0: The churches theme song. No, the no. E- the <laughs> Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. Yeah, they have like their own. Who cares about them? So you're, you're rooting for Kansas City? Mm-hmm. No, I hope they both fail and no the stadium <laughs> blows up. You're like, how does, how can both teams lose? <laughs> yeah, no. If I'm uh, going
1: for anybody, it's the Eagles. Let's talk about that real quick. Well, who are you going for, Elliot?
0: Uh, yeah, probably the Eagles. Yeah, same. Same. And then Gary Gary's just don't the care. Stadium blows yeah. up. They both can lose.
1: That's what I'm going for. Are you you're, you're there for the the halftime show to watch Rihanna? No. Are <laughs> you No. Oh. But Joey, man, um, you've listened to the podcast. You, you've been around for the podcast. And so what we like to do is just ask these questions of, one, who you are. Two, um, maybe we can even talk about your engagement when you're getting married. Um, and then also a crazy youth ministry story. So let the people know
2: who Joey Elizabeth Leal is. Um, Yeah, Joey Leal. L- last time I was on, I... It was a while ago, but I sounded really depressed when I listened <laughs> back to it. I have a pretty monotone voice, so I'm gonna try and like keep it like upbeat. But uh, yeah, I'm the youth pastor at Cornerstone Youth in wah, wah, wah. <laughs> I'm just add like uh, like we just because you said that. Little soundboard, yeah, oh, yeah. We should get a soundboard. That'd, That'd be, be sick. sick. That'd be really cool. Um, yeah, I've been doing it for a little over a year, full time youth ministry, uh, full time youth pastor. It's super fun. Uh, Really blessed to be able to get to do what I do. And I'm engaged, got engaged last September and we get married June 2nd, so. Dang pretty June stoked 2nd. and
0: everyone listening's invited yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying the location so. all these
3: youth pastors are like oh i didn't get it yeah I, I know they're
0: like wait a second it's in the understand. mail guys yeah. keep <laughs> checking yeah
2: nope sorry weddings are
3: very expensive they so are. they are hopefully they are. maybe they're on the uh, they said no so now
0: you're in list Dude, yeah. or I be, hate being on that list. Don't if if I'm not in your first cut of yo, going to your wedding, don't don't invite me, bro. <laughs> oh man, a little. Or you can just be invited uh, unless to you're the, unless you're Robert and Raina. Yeah. Then like I love going to
1: your wedding. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> um, or you can just hop on the Zoom and then accidentally show up to it when you were only invited to the Zoom party for it. Oh yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah dang so but hey um joey to listen to this it's fine <laughs> yeah it's very good um joey though um robert doesn't listen to this is an ag podcast <laughs> hey <laughs> no he i hope he does um he says he does at least um but hey uh joey do you have a crazy youth ministry story i know you were on the podcast already mm. but um i feel like there's
2: always enough crazy stories to go around so do you have another one yeah, the first one that came to mind—it's not as—I listened to John Zick's last week. Um, that was pretty funny, that house arrest thing. Yeah. The first one that came to mind was we. So we have a skate park at our youth ministry at our church. Um, this kid, he fell somewhere on the half pipe or just skating around, smacked his chin mm. on the ground, and it split open completely. Like I, I fell one time. I have like your chin. Like when you fall on your chin like that, it just splits open he falls gets up bloods everywhere and we like drag him into gary's office lay him like on the couch (laughs) like this is like you know like call of duty or something like
1: (laughs) you're trying to revive him yeah
2: legit and like we lay him on the couch and i got we have like a like a first aid like duffel bag with just all this stuff so i just got a ton of like like cotton balls you know like gauze and i just it was so gross it stopped bleeding at this point but it was just an open gash on his chin. And I remember just like leaning his head back on the couch and just stuffing his chin with it, these cotton balls in, to get it to like n- not be exposed. I don't know if that's like the correct procedure, but it felt right. And
1: that's foul. Yeah. You had to get stitches. Did they, that, how long ago was that? Mm, 2018, I think,
2: 2017. Do they still go to the like church? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, nice.
1: Yeah. Nice. We had a kid break his arm skateboarding once and now he knows, doesn't go to the church at all. Mm. And his entire family doesn't either. So just but these th- classic fun stories you know, guys right? are telling. <laughs> <right now>. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, uh Gary and Elliot actually they were just out in Missouri at a, a DYD conference, right? Is that what that was? Yes. Yes. And so how was that?
0: cold <laughs> yeah let's I don't take know why,
1: you through uh, I don't know anybody wants to live how cold was it
3: cold weather it was 19 degrees when we arrived oh my gosh Good yeah it's snowing and we had to drive from like an hour from the airport and part of the drive was okay and we had this little nissan rental car that was just garbage and the last part though we had to go down these back hills to get to the yeah. hotel and i thought for sure the roads
0: were iced over No, so it was bad the day the travel day was crazy bro like traveling with gary i like traveling with gary because he he takes on all the burden bro like you just show up and he tells you where to go he sends me my boarding pass like i i i love it um but he's stressed and so i know that so then we get to the airport it was an early flight i'm on i don't feel good on early flights but we show up to the airport, the person who dropped us off uh, leaves. And um, so in the, in the car that morning, I'm, I'm in the back seat with Amy, Gary's in the front seat. And we were talking about um, the new California IDs and, and like needing passports and stuff. And so I took my wallet out and I, I was just like, I should make sure I have my ID. And I, op- and I saw it and I'm like, I do. And I sat my wallet on my lap. Bro. And I thought to myself, put this in your pocket before you get out of the car and i was like yeah that's a good idea but then i didn't do it so we pull up to the airport and you know everything we got to get bags out we're rushing so we go upstairs and we are checking our bags and then the lady's like i need your id and i check my pockets and i don't feel my wallet and that's this is five in the morning and uh so my stomach drops and uh it was gary's dad who dropped us off and he's like He doesn't have a cell phone with him, so we couldn't call him. Uh, So I'm like, I might have left in the car, but I run down. And I checked the street, and luckily my wallet was there. Mm, that was the goodness. start of our travel day. Price it God. only went, like, downhill from there. It's we funny, land. That's not the first time that's happened to me with people around this table. Not <laughs> me, though. Yours I'm usually pretty good. Joey's, yeah, yeah, just in your pocket the whole time. That's yeah. that M. Night Shyamalan twist. But uh, Wasn't that, like, in Ireland or something like it that? It was on our way to Romania. Romania. Yeah. yeah. That's why. Joey's like, like boarding, I lost my passport, and they're running
2: around looking yeah, for it. Boarding the plane, like, we're in line. <laughs> and and it was in and his... Is <laughs> your sweater pocket. your hoodie sweater pocket like in the front on your where oh, your belly is. That's bad. And I was like checking every pocket, emptied my bag. Gary took off beeline down the terminal <laughs> <laughs> to where we were sitting. <laughs> I never seen him run so fast. Yeah. And um yeah, and he's like, Did you check all your pockets? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. of course I did. And I went right here. And Bro, right at
1: that how'd point, you, how'd no, you feel, Gary, once he realized that it was in his pocket? Relief. And I also wanted
0: to smack him. Yeah, he foot. just he just walked away. Also, he didn't dude, say anything. As I'm, soon as I pulled out my pocket, he just walked out. <laughs> he's yeah. just, I'm getting on this plane. But if I'm Joey, I, I'm throwing my, I'm like feeling it. And then I'm like, Well, let me go check behind this trash can. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm planting my passport. I'm not going to admit so good on you for being honest but then yeah we get to our next layover and the flight kept getting pushed back it was craziness we didn't think our bags were going to be on our flight so then we finally get to springfield rent our car we drive and we're in um branson Mm -hmm. and yeah the streets are iced over and we're going it was the first time like have you guys ever seen the movie jack frost you know, yeah, the yeah. Christmas, like, That's a great the movie. dad becomes a snowman. Well, he dies in a snowstorm driving. And I always was like, what? Why? Like, why did he die driving I, in as a snowstorm? soon snow as storm? they say it's
1: a great movie, he <laughs> dies.
0: He does. That's like a main plot of the movie because he becomes a snowman. But I was always confused. Like, why did he die driving? And then... In Branson. I'm like, oh I get it, dude. I thought we were gonna die. Like, there was, was cars like off the side of the road. Flipped over, dude. Like, no, there was what? just cars yeah. on their side. Just casual. And then and yeah, and everyone there's just like, Yeah, that's that's just how it goes. We went bro, we went to a, a Walmart there Ooh. and it was the most Walmart Walmart I've ever been yeah. to. What, we what, got what to what is a ho- Walmart Walmart. We got
3: to the hotel and they're like, You guys drove this? Yeah. And from <laughs> California, dude. Yeah.
0: No, it, but it was also Wait, just was dro-
3: did you drive? Gary did, yeah. yeah. Oh my
0: goodness. It's also so cold. That like you live in California, you start seeing gas and rent, and you're like, I'm gonna move, dude. Mm-hmm. Step out foot in Branson, you're like, charge <laughs> me whatever you want but for no rent one, and no gas, one is, bro.
1: Like saying in California, I'm gonna move to Branson, <laughs> but even like you've in thought about it.
3: There's other cold places. <laughs> Tennessee's
1: cold. Like, yeah, I don't get it. It's Charlie cold, cold said, most
0: places. You had me at Walmart. But yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah so I want to know more about this Walmart, <laughs> dude. It was it was a trip. Yeah. But uh, dude, uh, speaking of this, we'll we'll share some of these stories before we get into today's topic. We're in a lot of sessions. I'm there uh, as a Youth Alive representative. There's uh, like a Youth Alive committee from some of the people from different states, Mm -hmm. and I'm on it. So we're in these sessions too. And they're just going over all the different AG um, events, and and there's some trainings and stuff, some really good stuff, and then some like just hearing about what's going on. Um, And one of the sessions that I would like to share about is uh the highlight of me being there we're in the session and they're talking about a teen bible quiz which is quizzing teens on the bible Mm. and uh the guy who's running it amazing man of god but he's sharing his like what got him to where he is today so he's an older dude like like a grandpa um and he's like he's you hear that no, listen, <laughs> he's like, a, this is what I mean, he looks like my grandpa. He's like an old white dude. And so he's up there and he's like, uh, shows a picture of him and his wife when they got married. And then uh, he said, I used to be a police officer. And uh, he's like, just to prove it, he shows a picture. And the point he he was talking about, I was a police officer before I became like the team Bible quiz guy. So it made sense. Yeah. The picture he chose of his Time as a police officer was him on the scene of a car wreck, like, um, and it's a car like wrapped around a pole, dude. Oh, like, gosh. and so the the image comes on screen and it like jars you. You're like, whoa! It's and not
3: like a it's not like a far off shot. No, it's yeah, it's like someone it's cl- was like
0: right there. It's like I bet the, it was in a like, newspaper, oh, bro. Yeah. Like it's like how was so, he how was he posing? So listen, he's so in, he, he's in the car. Uh, yeah. He's
3: in the car like trying to help people. And there's people in the background like people. looking
0: freaked out. And so he, the, the image comes on screen and the dude goes, that was before seatbelts. And everyone kind of like nervously laughs. And we're all thinking the same thing. Uh, and then, but no one raises their hands, asks a question. Unprompted, my man goes, yeah, everybody in that car died that day.
3: <laughs> no, and, and you can see
0: someone. You can see the body. You can see no a body. Way. And then, so that's the image that he picked and then proceeds to just move on to the rest of his like presentation they left it on screen for the next 10 minutes i texted somebody i'm like hey man maybe take off the image with the dead body while he's talking about team bible quiz and uh yeah it was bizarre dude it was That's it was like an snl sketch Skish. you couldn't stop looking at like Skit. he was talked for another Skit. 20 Skit. minutes and i i could not stop just looking at this image to my right yeah bro <laughs> It, it's like I kept thinking of analogies because I ta- I called Tanner and I was just like, I have to talk to you about this. Uh, but I'm like, that's like someone getting up and saying, I used to be a fireman. Here's a picture. And it's a burning building. And they're yeah. like, everybody <laughs> died in that building. Or like, I used yeah. to be a doctor. And mm-hmm. here's a picture of me in surgery. Yeah. That guy didn't make it. And it's like, why pick any other <laughs> picture, bro? Like any other. I believe right. you. Also, just don't show a picture. I'm not going to oh, be like, goodness. I don't think that guy was a real police officer. Oh my i just gosh. like him
2: going to his camera roll yeah no which, no which, which one ste- should i no 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 it wasn't
0: in his camera roll bro like this is an old picture so he had to like scan it you know and and uh, make I it a pdf from the late 60s early 70s oh yeah make it a pdf and then like email attachment like that's what i was also thinking about the number of steps yeah that it took to get it into this slideshow, and yeah. all along the way, he's like, Yeah, that's this the is, one. This is good. I like this shock and all, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but also, just like, cool picture, lie to us, just tell us, like, right. everybody made it, or just don't say anything. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know.
2: Yeah, nobody's gonna be like, We really, a police officer, we're gonna need to see a <laughs> the car crash. Also, like, every police
0: officer takes like their yearbook picture, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah that's yeah, like a, probably, a portrait. yeah, picture. That's, <laughs> that's like a better option, yeah. But uh, the, I, I did. I know Austin Wesley listens to this. I did get a lot out of the event. That's probably the most that I got out of the event. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. I couldn't wait to tell you guys this oh, on that's pod. That's incredible. I, yeah, I just yeah, love the
1: fact you called it the yearbook picture.
0: Oh, what, did, what would you call it?
1: Their, their headshot. Their
0: mm. Oh, that means a different profile. thing. Oh, bro. <laughs> Damn, <bro.
3: laughs> My goodness. <Jeez. laughs> Goodness.
1: <laughs> I don't know they're, they're, <laughs> their portrait. I don't know. I wouldn't call it a yearbook picture, though. Yeah, okay. Apparently, I can't call it a headshot Liz, either. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Um, but yeah, Joey, man, excited so. that you're on the yeah, podcast yeah. today. <laughs> um, but today, guys, we are going to be releasing this, I believe, on the 13th of uh, February, and that means the next day, that Tuesday, so that's tomorrow. February 14th is Valentine's Day. And so, what we want to do is we kind of just want to open the floor and talk about Valentine's Day. Talk about it in youth Mm -hmm. ministry. Talk about it. it, Is it kind of good to do certain events for Valentine's Day or maybe some crazy things that have happened on a day like that? And so, we just kind of want to open the floor um, speaking for Valentine's Day in youth ministry.
0: I love your cadence charlie Mm -hmm. (laughs) me yeah
1: thanks bro is it are you making fun of it
0: no i love it it's like the classic uh pastor cadence like you see those tiktoks Mm -hmm. you know what i'm talking about yeah it reminds me of you so you're saying i'm basic no (laughs) i'm saying we're gonna talk about valentine's Day. Yeah. Little pause. Just the pauses in yeah. between. It's like a twilight episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> yeah, he'd be good for the opening of twilight like Twilight Zone. Zone yeah. Mm-hmm. Not Twilight, Twilight Zone. Yeah. He'd be yeah. good at both, dude.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um Dude, so I have a story. Okay. First off, do you guys oh, um play like games on Valentine's Day, like a dating game? you've ever done that before yeah 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 um, <laughs> there's a blind
0: dating blind dating. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: there's this girl and uh, she ends up picking whatever contestant it was and what we would do is we would set them up like with the table and food and stuff like that and they'd have to sit there the entire rest of the service and um, little did we know that after that night they actually started dating and it was all stemmed from this but this is where doing a dating game could go wrong um, they started dating, and their parents hated the fact that they were dating. Their parents did not like each other, and before uh, they were the Hatfields and the McCoys. <laughs> <laughs> and right once, uh, right once they graduated high school, they had a kid before they were married. Ooh! And it all stemmed from this dating game. Yeah, They're no bro. longer together. That mm-hmm.
0: like stage, yeah. That, like when people are celebrated from the stage, it's like the kiss of death for uh, students. You know what I'm saying?
1: What do you mean when they're celebrated from the stage?
0: Like you, like you're setting them up on stage or you're like, uh, yeah, that's what I mean.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I, it's funny because every year we, we talk about doing a Valentine's like dating game or like a, a blind dating. And I think back to that moment, I'm like, no, let's not do that. We don't need that again. Have you, so do you guys have any like, um, moments like that in youth ministry
0: when it comes to Valentine's day? Yeah, pregnant students. <laughs> He's like, uh, no, that's just you, bro.
1: <laughs> oh man,
0: that's crazy Valentine's Day stories, guys. I don't know. I don't have any. Like, yeah, nothing.
2: I mean, we've done those games, but like nothing like that is, has happened.
1: That's a good thing. That means you guys are doing something right. Yeah, we Apparently, used to do we like don't a, we don't, uh,
3: don't make them sit together for the rest of the night. Oh. We just like yeah, uh huh. <laughs>
1: Um, all right, then. Well, speaking of Valentine's Day, do you guys have something like planned for Valentine's Day, Joey? Because you guys are on that Tuesday, so tomorrow. <laughs> you guys are going to be having a Valentine's Day service. Are you guys having anything planned for that?
2: Yeah, we're going to do kind of like a like a date. So we're not going to do – we do chairs every Tuesday. There's youth groups out there that think they're cool and don't do chairs but uh we do chairs mm. and uh but this time we're going to put the chairs away get some blankets or have students bring a blanket Whoa. so it's like a not to like cuddle in to lay <laughs> on the ground you know like a a picnic like a, beat, like a picnic yeah, yeah brilliant so like and we'll get like little bags of popcorn and stuff so it'll yeah, be like
3: such a great idea
2: yeah it's totally original oh, wow. not stolen by anybody mm. um all from from right up here
1: from right up there yeah i love it um during valentine's day do you guys normally do like a series like a dating series
2: yeah we're in one right now called cooking class yeah
1: yeah what's up with this i saw a video <laughs> and i'm like well, i don't understand this Jeez,
2: charlie you don't get the yeah, cool term no, no, i you don't, I I up don't. To speed. um so basically there's there's a trend right now I, this is all credit to elliot by the way he we were in his office just chatting about what what to call this and um uh, there's a, a trend going around right now that I'm sure you've seen where it's let him cook. Have you seen this, Charlie? No. Okay. Um,
0: his, his algorithm is just like hunting videos and like <laughs> Dude, my, my and conspiracy theories. My
1: algorithm is off-roading and people mm-hmm. building things. Yeah, Say that word again.
0: Just, Your what? Algorithm. Yeah. Okay. What? <laughs> I just like the way
2: you said it. Um
0: <laughs> But let him cook is yeah essentially guys like it's flirting. flirting. So like
2: when you when a guy goes into a girl's DMs and he's just like hey how you doing whatever and yeah. then she'll be like oh, I'm good and like what are you up to and yeah they'll be like, be like yeah let him cook so it's like yeah
0: gonna- so now he's cooking let's see where this goes but usually it's like they say something really stupid yeah just or absurd that's the trend is like mm-hmm. you shouldn't have let him cook because they like they burnt <laughs> yeah. the food mm-hmm. and yeah, then you uh, lost
1: me there
0: oh, okay, okay. no I
1: get so. it I get it but it's just I've never heard that
2: well. So that's what it's about. It's about dating. It's not necessarily a series about flirting. It's just, it's yeah, just right, having like, fun with yeah, like yeah, yeah, something. with the trends and the kids get it. Yeah, they get it. And, and so did. we bought. Um, no, like,
0: but I like the tagline at the
2: end. Oh, of it. the subtext of like the series. So it's like cooking class, a series on. Um, <laughs> so my main heart for the series was to talk about like restrictions and restraint, like yeah. the decisions you make have effect and all that stuff. And so when I told that to Ellie he goes we should call it riz restrictions and I know riz, riz straight. So literally on our graphic it says cooking class a series of riz restrictions and riz strain. <laughs> Bro, I love
0: that type of stuff. Like <laughs> we're uh, leaning in. Yeah, to the like, moment. Yes. This is going to we're going to look back on this series and be like, "Oh, that was so corny." Uh, but that's yeah. like the point. If yeah. you're not doing that I
2: literally had students FaceTime me before youth last week and say this is the most cringe thing I've <laughs> yeah. ever seen. And that but that's the point. And I'm like, "Yep." Yeah. It's great. That's mm-hmm.
1: funny. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen the, uh, the graphics for it, you guys should go take a look at it on Cornerstone Youth yeah. Instagram page. Dot
2: we uh, bought some, like, chef's outfits on Amazon, just, like, mm-hmm. a white apron and a chef's hat. And, um, <clears throat> and our hosts, like, you know, the pre- pre-service hosts, like, will wear the chef's outfits and just yeah. do the games in them and stuff. Um,
0: and just lean into, like, the cooking side of that. And it's pretty fun. It's just, nice. But it's just the same. Like, this is something Gary would always talk about. And if we're in this zone talking like February and this is a Valentine's Day episode. I mean, I think it's smart every February or so. Every year, youth ministry should be talking about relationship and boundaries and accountability. It's an easy win. And it's a layup to do yeah. it in February. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, I, and if you don't want to, it's fine. Sometimes calendar works that way. But like. You don't have to reinvent the wheel like it does it is just yeah. culturally people yeah. are talking about it's a time of love mm-hmm. and relationships and yeah.
3: it's easy to
0: do it's an easy flow I would do uh,
3: Valentine's stuff or uh, relationship stuff in February mm-hmm. and I do sex talks during uh, May
1: mm. so that's a that's a question I want to ask out do you there know why because it's spring I don't know why
3: yeah have no idea
0: because that's when people get
2: prom. Oh. oh. See? Sometimes prom's in June though.
0: Not usually. It's in May really? usually. Oh yeah,
2: idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um stupid, when it comes stupid. to like
1: dating and relation or like dating and sex like series, do you guys normally like reach out to parents beforehand saying, "Hey, this is
0: what we're getting into?" Mm, no. 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 I think uh I just had a youth pastor call me about this question. Um just like He wants to do a relationship series and he has a, it's junior high and high school are together. And so I got the chance to kind of just talk him through like what we do and and what I would advise really any youth pastor to do um, is if you do know, like you, you have that mom or that those parents, like, I do think it is a good idea to maybe let them know, Hey, just so you know, this is where we're headed. Um, Or if you have that junior higher, who's homeschooled and like is more immature than If someone's at a public junior high, then they're hearing about this stuff. Uh, But if there's, like, that sheltered kid, I think it's not bad to let individual parents know. But I don't think you have to do this, like, email chain where you let everybody in the group know this is where we're going. But then I also just told him um, that's where small groups are Mm -hmm. super um, great because what I I wouldn't preach about, like, the in-depth sort of ideas Mm -hmm. that were going on. But in small groups, you're able to talk with juniors and seniors contextually about what you just preached about. You're talking about accountability and boundaries, and that for a junior hire is probably, hopefully, different than it is for a junior or senior. Um, But there are just things where you, we can't afford not to talk to them about it. Like, uh, parents get so mad about things like, you know, you talk about um, pornography or whatever, but it is so prevalent in everything you know it like not just like online but the media that you're watching like it's just so sexualized and uh the the parents should and hopefully are doing a good job of like um having that conversation sheltering their kids and stuff like that but i think we have to preach scripturally and and give doctrine on these ideas yeah um even though it might make people a little uncomfortable
2: Yeah, I think to the youth pastor listening, that's maybe not doing a dating series in February or something, because we said it's like an easy one. Definitely plan it for next year. I know I've done a dating series in June or Mm -hmm. like call it like summer fling. You know what I mean? I did September. I called it cuffing season. Right. So you get like that's the thing. You get creative about it. Yeah, if you're listening, you're not doing it in February. I like you. I feel like you have to do some sort of dating series at some point in the year like Mm. these students they have to know what the bible says about godly dating and boundaries and all those sorts of things like you can't and i i would also double down on saying like not even just this is the only time where you talk about that sort of stuff is within your dating series yeah like i I feel like we have to talk about porn and sex and and boundaries like more regularly not just in within the context of that series but it's got to be just a regular thing because there's just constant exposure to to that sort of stuff that they've got to be on guard you know
1: no 100 percent. it's funny because what we <clears throat> when I was the youth pastor really for the last three years um we never did a dating series it was just something that we would bring up occasionally through a different series i wonder
0: it, why their kid got pregnant Hey, I'm gonna t- <laughs> i'll tell you this that was i was not the youth pastor at the time
1: um okay yeah <laughs> but um yeah we we kind of stopped doing it. and it goes it goes back to elliot's favorite words your context and how you guys want to really lay this out um you can take a whole month and do a whole series like that. And I think there's so much benefit. Like that's what we're doing this year. Mm-hmm. We're, we're just called it goals. And, um, and you can also like what Elliot and Joey were both saying is sprinkle that in throughout the entire year. Cause it's something that is, is a huge issue I think. And something that needs to be talked about more often than not.
0: Yeah. Dude. So, okay. Um, should students date? Oh, like that's a question I think that parents have, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, what are you guys just thoughts about that? Yeah, I'll always say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like,
3: um, obviously you can't stop it in some situations, like you're not their parent. But yeah. I would always preach and teach um, whenever I'm doing a series like this is if you can, don't. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's no you're gonna have plenty of time to figure that out. And of course, you know, they're young and they're in the moment and um but I, I just think it's important for us to kind of lay out some, some boundaries and, yeah. and thoughts and and again, we're not their parents. We can't control what they do. It doesn't mean we can put ideas out there and, and ways to better um, protect yourself and your mm-hmm. walk. And and I would every time say, no, if you can, don't. Yeah. There, there's It's four years of your life and you're mm-hmm. going to...
1: You're not in a place where you're ready to get married, so don't be in a serious relationship right now. That's huge. It's funny because I think when I was younger in youth ministry, I was like, yeah, date, it doesn't matter. And then (laughs) now (laughs) (laughs) get pregnant do it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But really the last five years, I've leaned on the same side as as Gary. It's like when you're in high school, it's like, no, there's so many different things that Mm -hmm. are out there, and the last thing you need to do is get into a relationship where there
0: isn't healthy boundaries because they're teenagers. They don't think like an adult. Yeah. Well, too, I think this is good advice. I heard from somebody like just like the timeline of dating. Mm-hmm. It, like it. it's natural that you date someone for a while and then you want to marry them. Yeah. And like and then there are things that go along with marriage. So it's like you unlock a timeline that you're not ready for. Like if you can't potentially be married within the next four years, let's say, even though I think that's probably a bit long, uh, let's call it four years i that's always my advice to anybody i'm like if you can't see yourself being married to this person and, and again i think there's a difference between like this is where christians we get kind of weird and bad about this more in the context of leaders um like i've been talking with a certain leader who helps me with youth alive and his name rhymes with farter but uh <laughs> about just like he's not a he's uh out of high school and everything but just like christian dating like there's a difference between I, what i'm talking about is dating somebody like that is your girlfriend you're in a relationship christians aren't really good at like going on dates either you know because mm. um, there's something good about like going on dates expand and getting to know that. people expand upon that i want to know what you mean by it. christians aren't good at dating well it becomes we all know this like uh there's a girl i think all of us have experienced it as well like gary was single as a youth pastor Joey was single as a youth pastor. I was. Were you ever single as a youth pastor? Nope. Okay. So then you don't know what we're talking about, but it's a weird, it's a weird thing to go through. Every, every like friend of yours who's a youth pastor has a leader that they're trying to hook you up with. And, uh, and then there's like girls in your own ministry who like, uh, people who are graduated and stuff, obviously, but like people at your church who are like, I think God told me I'm supposed to marry you. And it's just like a weird thing to navigate. And then Christians are just like weird about it. You go on one date with a good Christian girl. um, And then everybody in the church has this expectation. They found out about it. And it's like, okay, they're going to get married. Like, and so that's what I'm saying is like, there's something about uh, dating somebody and getting to know somebody um, in a Christian context. Again, that's what I'm saying is like going on a date shouldn't end with crossing physical boundaries. I'm talking about, you know, um, going on date, it was going on a date with a different girl when Tanner and I were broken up that made me realize, like, oh, I love her and I want to spend the rest of my life with Tanner. I don't want to, I don't want to hang out with this girl another day, another second, you know? And so, um, anyways, I don't know. Dude, I just think that it, that's like, a.
1: you, you said something that like brought some memories back to me. Um, and I shared this in our, um, lab or our breakout at the called conference, Joey, where, um, I had this this girl, she was like 24, I think it was, that swore up and down that she said that God was going, that I was supposed to marry her and she was supposed to marry me. Oh, yeah. And I was already dating Aubrey. We were serious. We were like already talking about engagement um, to the point, and for youth pastors out there listening, that sometimes people don't think clearly, um, to the point where she would follow me around. Have I ever told you this? Uh, no? Where she would follow me around. There's a few youth nights um where i like had to like, c- like literally run away from her and like hide in the bathroom um it got to the point where we had to uh, file a restraining order against her because she swore up and down that Dang. she like god said that we were going to be married where's she I now uh, i don't know was she
0: cute no so i knew come on in <laughs> <laughs> we we got her here right now funny you mentioned that um when it comes to
3: leaders and, and dating and youth pastors and dating, there's a lot of single youth pastors out there. You have to be so careful. I mean, and these both these guys have, have heard me talk about this just to them personally. And it's one of those things that, you know, you've got to guard your ministry when it comes to dating and relationships yeah. and, and keep that in mind. Um, none of these youth pastors that are single, none of these leaders that are single um, are, are married yet. So there's no commitment, you know, in the sense of, um, when you get married then that changes things mm-hmm. so you there, your ministry becomes second to your your relationship when you are dating or if you're single it does not
0: yeah yeah well when I on that note just like for the listeners I like where this like episode is going but um, like the single youth pastors or maybe youth pastors who are training up somebody that they see as being like potentially there's a call of youth ministry on their life relationships are so important because I've seen this happen multiple times and I know Gary has too and mm-hmm. probably all of us have. Yeah. People who had a clear calling and were pursuing that yeah. calling gave it up yeah. for a girl. Yeah. They started dating the wrong person. They crossed boundaries they, they shouldn't have and they mm-hmm. continued walking down that road. And and nine times out of 10, someone who is called clearly called to ministry and, and, and is pursuing that, the thing that makes them turn away from it or, or go down a different path is getting involved with the wrong person. And almost every one of those relationships that I could go back now and
3: show you either ended with them not together or ended up with them falling away from the relationship with Christ. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah. No. So I think, uh, yeah, clearly personally, we got to do this well. Um, but we also have to teach on this well, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, like one thing I think, Joey, you were talking about a little bit too, is just like, how, and I think Gary, you mentioned this when you said, when people, I've heard you in panels, when people ask you this question, like what's the biggest difference between when you started youth ministry to now, and you say it's the internet, like it is the access to things and how, even just pornography, like the the grip that it has on this generation, boys and girls because yeah. of the access to it. Um, and the thing is, it's so, it's so casual in the way that students view it. I'm sure Joey, you've like felt this too and seen this, um, but the, just this like acceptance, it's something everybody goes through. Mm-hmm. There's not a, it's, it, we can joke about it, but it is so serious because like, so I've told people, leaders and students, if you are actively struggling with pornography mm-hmm. and lust, you are not ready to be in a relationship because it is mm-hmm. not gonna get taken care of later. Yeah. It's something that God God has to deal with now um, or it will ruin your relationship. 100%. You know what else has
3: changed, just bringing that up, you know what else has changed that has impacted relationships and decisions and thought process is um, not just the internet, but communication. Mm. To be able to communicate all hours of the night um, <laughs> you know, back when I was in high school, you know, you had to sneak the phone and pray your parents and pick up the <laughs> phone line and say, get off the phone. Um, now, you know, young people, people in, in, in particular can text all night long. Yeah. And, and not only that, they, you know, if I wanted to talk to a girl, you know, as a teenager, I had to man up and have that conversation with her and, you know, it was awkward. So relationships kind of took some time and, yeah. and some effort. And now they'll be really bold in the text yeah. messages they sent and not just students. I'm talking about leaders and, and single youth pastors. And you've got to really guard yourself when it comes to that stuff. And if you're, in a, if you're a single youth pastor, like, you know, I've told Joey this, I've told Elliot this when, when both of them were single is, is just you guard your ministry. Mm-hmm. You guard it because you're not, you don't have a marriage to guard. Yeah. In that sense. So you guard that ministry because that comes first before any of that until you are married. And then in, in that, you know, commitment, that covenant, um, you guard that that
0: ministry. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I just feel like for anyone listening to this, especially kind of on the topic we're on, knowing how uh, prevalent like pornography is, I just feel like led to say this anyone listening to this who is struggling and you're you're dealing with guilt and shame and that's like one of the biggest things about this is how secret it is and nobody can know about it and you think that you're going to just deal with it and you feel like you're a sham because you're bringing kids to camps and conventions and events and you, you really are called to this and you're passionate about it but that is the thing that is kind of just like you want to deal with it but you can't please this is something for all of us at this table and anyone else listening we've got to be better at like allowing people to be honest and be vulnerable and not meet them with guilt and shame, especially this, like, because there's no way to deal with this unless we bring it to the light and we have true accountability. We preach about it and we talk about it. And like we say, this should be a part of your series. But true accountability looks like early on in my ministry, being able to tell Gary realistically, Here's what's going on in my life man and i don't i don't want this to to be the case anymore i need you to check in on me i need you to to ask me real questions and i need to give you real answers and it brought breakthrough in my life yeah. you know what i'm saying and yeah. so i think uh we got to take the like taboo off of this because maybe a a big reason even something that will come out of this podcast is people having some real conversations with your pastors or people or even us i yeah. mean i know i speak for myself yeah. and everyone At this table, we would love to to be there for you um, because you just can't keep dealing with this any longer.
1: A hundred percent. I think like you like Elliot, you said it. And it's like we tell our students, hey, you you have to have that accountability partner. And it's normally like that leader. And then even going back to what Gary was saying about protect your calling. I think sometimes so many youth pastors and I did this myself in certain areas where I wanted to protect my calling. So that mean hiding my sin. And Mm. we we can't do that as youth pastors and as youth leaders when it comes to leading this next generation. And I think sometimes we get um, scared that something's gonna be taken away from us because we haven't been protecting our calling or we haven't been um, a good steward with what God's given us. But I think one of the biggest things you can do when you're listening to this or you have that thought in your mind is talk to somebody talk to like like Elliot said it's like every one of us on the talking right now we we're, we're here for you and you reach out to us and we would love to walk um, alongside of you when it comes to those areas
0: yeah Well, and, and so Joe you have a different perspective than all of us because you're engaged we're all married men and and I think that's another thing that we do weird in youth ministry uh, we all do it um, but just that like how we teach about this and then mm-hmm. from our perspective of being married we're mm-hmm. like don't have sex it is dangerous it's not good but then we're like but i am it's the best bro i love it (laughs) and it's like uh it's like such a weird sort of vibe and so i don't know i'm just interested on your perspective on this whole conversation we're having as someone who is Mm. uh you know yeah so close to the finish line but still you know um the finish line yeah it's um, (laughs) i'm sorry uh
2: yeah so it's it's because I don't want to go up there and there's stuff I, I can't say as yeah. an engaged man. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Versus what you guys could say about physical relationships with your wife. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so for me, I, I basically have a saying in youth Um, that I say every dating series, every time I talk about this stuff is that porn sucks and wait till marriage. That's mm-hmm. like what I always tell my students, porn sucks and wait till marriage. So, for me, I I really use like Chandler as an example uh, when I'm preaching, because she's she's like lived that pure life of like I, I'm waiting till marriage. I'm I'm gonna honor God in that. I'm gonna guard my calling. I'm gonna guard yeah. myself and my purity, and um, and Chandler's just been devoted um, to the Lord in that area. And so, for me as as an engaged guy, like kind of what you're talking about, Elliot. Um, there's just certain. Things that I, the godly dating, like I'm not going to talk about marriage when I preach because I'm not married, but no. I, I know how to date godly because I just, I know how to get engaged godly because I'm in the middle of that. Um, I don't want to preach as a husband of 20 years, mm. you know, because it's not going to work. Like there's something Gary spoke over me when I first started youth ministry. He's like, for me, for Gary speaking in this moment, he's like, I'm older than all of you. I'm old enough to be your guy's dad so I can preach and minister and pastor as like a godly father. But for me, yeah, I'm 24. Like, I'm, in a sense, their older brother. Yeah. So that's how I kind of approach it is, like, I'm not going to preach, like, oh, this is, I am want to talk about what the Bible says about marriage. Yeah, and, like, what God's calling is for that. But also thinking practically, I know what it's like to date right and how to date according to the word. So that's what I'm going to preach on because yeah. it's what I'm in the middle of, you know? Um so that's what I have to kind of keep in mind when it comes to like first dates and like, you know, the first time you hold hands yeah. and like
0: stuff like that. No, I think that's great. I remember Gary saying something to us or to me, even when I was like a single youth pastor. And he says it in these like relationship context. And it was uh it helped me out a lot. He was like, date somebody as if you're going to have to meet their future spouse one day. Like date someone as if it's not going to work out because I think that's where Christians mm-hmm. get into trouble because we get into this like, oh, we love each other. We're going to get married, especially you're engaged, you know. It's mm-hmm. like that's why we joke about it, but seriously, have a short engagement because yeah. it it is um smarter. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah. but because you get into that zone where your brain's like, oh, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. What's a couple months? You know what I'm saying? Um, and you start to play house and stuff, and it's just it's, it's not it, good. It, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. It's those couples that like act like they're married mm-hmm. on Instagram and everything yeah. else yep. that, that do the things that go along with marriage. like yeah. Because it's, it's natural in your brain chemistry. You start to think this way, and that is just a natural part of that relationship. That's why I get nervous when couples who haven't been together very long are like it just – acting like they're married yeah Mm -hmm. Um, because i just think it's just like it's cringe it's so (laughs) cringe but gary said date someone as if you're not gonna marry them and i think that's good like to think all along the way man if this didn't work out i want to honor her and for girls i want to honor him in a way that like i could look their future spouse in the eye we could go to dinner and i don't have to be thinking about oh no I know what they look like with no clothes on or you know like all those sort of things like I think that that is a very um powerful piece of advice and something maybe you even write down in the middle of this podcast to add into like your dating um relationship series like that's that's a good way where it can just click oh date them as if I'm not gonna marry them because that's a lot of pressure that is a lot of
1: pressure um hey uh, right now, before we start wrapping this episode up, I do want to kind of just throw a, just a random question out there, M- Yeah. more on the the funny side, because I mean we got into some uh, some pretty good topics and some deep topics to uh, go over when it comes to dating and relationships and Valentine's Day, um, and that's for who's you your
0: celebrity crush?
1: It was along <laughs> those lines, but along the lines of what is the worst date you guys have ever been on?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I had like a go to while everybody thinks of the answer, and I'm still thinking the answer too. I had like a go to date spot. I think that's a good idea too mm-hmm. to have a go to like first date kind of thing. Yeah, mine was downtown Disney, because Tanner. That was mine in Chandler's. Yeah, yeah, date. it's great, bro. <laughs> like Tanner is. Uh, my, the only real relationship that i've had yeah but i had gone on dates yeah your boy went on dates, bro but uh okay <laughs> so i would take them to like downtown disney because there was a lot of options and gary kind of taught me this he's like you want to the first date you need options to like either end the date or keep the date going <laughs> if they're <laughs> super cool like you can you know in downtown disney had options we'd eat but then they used to have a movie theater and then like you could go to the middle area between the parks and watch the fireworks like you could be a real special night yeah. there was like that area joey knows about this uh in the hotel Whoa. like the courtyard that was like a garden a and a gazebo mm, yeah, yeah it sounded like i was setting <laughs> Where up like we going? If it goes really well there's a hotel no there's a gazebo <laughs> in the hotel yeah, so uh very romantic that's a cool first date spot. I'll tell you. Okay, I have a good story. Right, go for it. My worst date is a date that never happened, bro. So I uh, wanted... I, like, never dated or kissed or anything all throughout high school and junior high. Because, um, like, once I reached a... Junior high no options. Nobody wanted to kiss me except for the weird Twilight Girl. If, and the lunch you know ladies. That story. Yeah, and mm-hmm. the lunch No, ladies. the lunch ladies we had a strictly professional relationship. Okay. Um, Put this on, Elliot. So <laughs> they um, we're not so what we're not gonna do is bad mouth Francine. Because she is a wonderful woman. but yeah, Of uh, course, her name is she, Fancy. Like, yeah, right? Of course so course. The most lunch lady name. Yeah, yeah, she had no choice <laughs> <It> <laughs> from the ranch, moment she was made born.
3: dressing like that ghost scene where she just comes behind Ellie. Oh, my
0: <laughs> gosh. So, after high school, I was going to go do this internship. I've talked about this. I told Gary no to his internship because there was a girl I liked at another internship. And I was going to go to that one. And there was, like, one that had, like, weird – uh Strict rules, you know, like they weren't allowed to talk to guys and stuff. So she was ending her her internship, and I was like smooth with it, bro. I like, she came to the youth ministry that I was at, and I was like, hey, can I talk to you? And I'm seventeen, bro, and she was 21 twenty one, mm-hmm. twenty one. And so I was like, can I talk to you for a second? And so I said, hey, I know your your internship's ending, and let me just be the first guy to say that i'm interested and like i thought dude talk about riz bro i was feeling it and so she was like yeah that's so cool and she and she was like i was like can i take you out and she was like yeah and i was like wow and so i had this perfect date planned um and it was it was like the day before the date and she wasn't reaching back out to me and i I knew something was up so then i like she finally called me and she's like there's this other guy at the internship that Dang. also likes me and I just, I want to give him a chance. And she can't. And, and I thought, dude, I don't know where I had this confidence, but on the call, I was like, that's fine. You get to know him too, but like go out on a date with me and let's see what's up. And dude, I don't know where that came from, bro. But like the 17 year old me was so confident. Like if she goes on a date with me, her mind's going to be blown. But I was, I felt in my head, I'm like, this is everything that I've wanted, dude. Like God is, you know, honoring me. He? it was that girl that i was gonna go intern for like oh yeah i didn't go i didn't know it went that far i was gonna go on a date with her bro like this and this oh, was i was definitely right then y'all yo, 100 you were she doesn't even serve god bro but uh <laughs> anyways she doesn't um Dang. so she's not gonna listen to this podcast but that's like that's my worst date speaking, she, speaking of like riz
2: like what you're talking about yeah that, what comes to mind is your story gary of of when you called amy and she was like on the fence, do you know what I mean? And you're like,
3: Oh, yeah, we, there was one night where we had been dating for a while, and, and I show up at her house, and she'd be really weird. Yeah. And she was like, We walked out to say good night, and she was like, Bye. And I could tell she didn't want to kiss or anything. I'm just like, What is going on? So I went home, and I was gonna break up with her that night because I wanted to break up first. <laughs> nice, <laughs> yeah, my man. And so I really did. I didn't, I ended up waiting till the next day. Um, to see how it went but uh, yeah we almost broke up that I was and I was gonna make sure I pulled that trigger no there
2: was there was a story dude where like she was like oh I'm gonna go to this Bible study with this guy oh
3: yeah before we started dating she uh, she went
2: um I, I
3: kind of liked her but I wasn't sure and I yeah. realized I did when she was going to a Bible study with another guy mm-hmm. um and I was like jealous and so she she had gone there and I called her and said hey just bail I'll come pick you up we'll go get something to eat and uh, and she did, Same, <laughs> <she, laughs> bro. And, uh, so yeah, That's and the rest funny. is history. But the, the worst date history. I ever had was I I was actually with a girl, like girlfriend boyfriend, and and we weren't dating very long. And I realized this was a mistake, mm. and so we went out, and I knew at the end of the date I was going to break up with her. And so the whole date was just weird, and she was trying to like. I remember on one point she tried to kiss me, and I sh- pushed her away. <laughs> oh my <laughs> goodness! Like her dude. forehead, yeah. Like like you like like a, <laughs> like, a, like someone
0: holding a little kid, and their arms are like. Oh, I know why I gotta? <laughs> she's just trying to kiss you. Oh, yeah, that's but funny. she was a vegetarian. It was never gonna. Th- oh, that's not yeah. Gonna good work call, out. dude. That's not gonna work out, dude. Tanner made out with me during a Holocaust movie one time. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Why were you watching a look Holocaust movie, I boy? In the striped remember. pajamas, no, bro? No, 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 <laughs> bro.
1: I was not expecting that. Like I was
2: not. I was just so out of the blue. It happened. Mm,
1: all right. Great. I th- I don't know if I have like a worse date um, story, but I do have a story. Uh, in in the Inland Empire in Riverside, there's this place called the Riverside Plaza that all the kids would go and hang out at with um, in high school and in junior high. And there was this girl that I thought was super cute, and so I asked her to go on a date there and she shows up but she shows up and i did not know this she rolls up into the riverside plaza in an ice cream truck hops out of the ice cream truck her mom was an ice cream woman and that's the car that they would drive around was
2: it making the music as yes, it rolled bro. up <laughs> yes bro it was it we was did. i was charlie's so caught like, off going, and Charlie, yeah, charlie's <laughs> like she's in. the perfect girl <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah what about you joey do you got one yeah
2: i don't i don't really have one either i mean the first one that that comes to mind is my first date with chandler well we went on our first date was a double date because she was pretty like sorry <laughs> she was like scared she was like mm. i don't we didn't know each other that much we were like first name basis so like we went on a double date with mutual friends but then our first like one-on-one date um sushi on the beach like it was wow. it was really romantic but like as soon as we got there like we were watching like we watched greece watching Grease, eating is some you sushi. And Chandler? Sorry? Is this is you and Chandler? Yes. Oh. And uh, we're... Do you guys have your first kiss after eating sushi? No. <laughs> oh, God. Our first kiss story is so bad. Um, <laughs> it's not romantic at all. But, like, anyway, we're wa- eating sushi, watching Grease, on the beach, picnic, super romantic. And then it it just started. Like, we just sat down and all this stuff. Two seconds later, just this, like crowd of pregnant women like what? walk past us and are like 10 yards away from us and start doing yoga like pregnant woman yoga and they're like with their bellies all showing and it was it was interesting i don't know i don't know if i watched any of the Greece i just watched the pregnant women doing yoga like we couldn't even focus on the movie <laughs>
3: that's too easy i just gotta
2: joey joey also dated a
3: canadian girl and, oh and, and yeah thought dude. he was gonna move to canada and i was like true. you're an idiot you're not going to
2: love canada. is blind dude dude she was the worst <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
1: oh
0: man well she's uh, not serving god anymore either <laughs> yeah we do that bro <laughs> <laughs> stop, bro,
2: stop. man well
1: guys thank you so much for being on the podcast today joey thank you so much for for joining us and sharing these stories and just pouring into everyone that's listening um if you guys have any questions on anything that was said today you guys can go ahead and reach out to us at our instagram page socal youth pastors but other than that we will catch you on the next podcast